podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack. It's a dropper. And now Kedem in the middle. Dropper goes. Stretch it. Stretch it. Yo guys, Babs here from Chessie Hour, and I'm here with another edition of the, of, of the series, and I'm here with two two interesting guests, you know, we, we've got one usual, and we've got one one guy who they call the Mason Mount Reaper, the, the truth teller, yeah. freemium, what, what are you telling me? My haters, they try to put a case on my name, but <laughs> but 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 still I rise. My Angelo said so. I just came here to sharp for my haters. Okay, okay. Hello, okay, haters. Okay, bang down your doors, man. Bang down your doors, Dan. What are you telling me? I'm I'm good. You got to do the plug for the for the Patreon piece that Freemium starred in. Man, you you beat me too. That that was that's my next part, man. Guys, we know you love your court of agendas. And boy, this this one was absolutely blockbuster. You know, we had Freeman defending himself. We had Westside Gun backing him up. We had Buzzy bringing the bringing the cold hard facts. Hmm. And we had Dan. You know, Dan, our resident Mason Mount hater. You know, what? You know, he, he I don't was know. Judge. He was the judge. I, listen, <laughs> I don't know why you keep on trying to stick that on me. I don't hate Mason Mount. You know what I'm saying? But same here, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think man, I, I, I'm just pulling your leg, man. I'm just pulling uh, your leg. No, but the problem is you say a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. But yeah, though it was impartial, I think it was the best one we've had yet. Um, so yeah, definitely right, sign that, up. That, I can't lie, that one was so good. I actually had to listen to it twice. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it was so good. It was fire. It was fire. And that's just another reason why you guys have to head over to the Discord, man. Like there's there's constant opinions going on. There's amazing discussions, you know, insightful analysis. And yeah, not, not even just the Discord, the YouTube, man. Lads, head over to the YouTube. You know, we've got multiple club podcasts. You know, we have some pod- podcasts that are, are video recorded. We have live game reactions. We know you guys, you know, you guys may want to hear a couple of fan, fan reactions to games. So, you know, head over, to, head over to the Touchline YouTube account. And you know what? On top of that, follow <laughs> us on Twitter, man. Follow us on Twitter. C- come on, man. 
we 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 need that clout, but we need that clout. But yeah, let, let's let's get straight into it. So we've just come off um uh well, a loss, but a tie win against Porto, and I want to get you guys' reaction to the game, man. Yeah, you know, it was it was an interesting lineup. You know, it was an interesting lineup, and yeah, I wanted to know, know what you guys what you guys' thoughts were on it. And so, Freeman, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts on the lineup? Do you have any worries? I mean, I had some worries. I can't lie. As soon as I saw Pulisic in the lineup, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Because you never know what you're going to get these days. But obviously, it's it's that time of the year, the end of the season. And so apparently he's decided to put on his 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 shooting boots, you know, his his uh if he he must think it's uh it's it's the last moment, it's the playoffs or whatever. So he's got his playoff <laughs> playoff Pulisic's back. Playoff and he, he had, so I was worried, but you know, if he plays like that, I can't complain. But for the rest of the team, you know, it was kind of more more of what I expected to be honest. Boy, <laughs> the streets are calling playoff P man. Dan. Yeah. What what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the lineup? I should say on on just the lineup or the game, yeah. Just the lineup is specific, man. We're gonna we're gonna break this down since we do the, do, do a press. The lineup, the lineup. You have to remind me of the lineup. It feels ages ago. You know when you win, then the rest of it don't matter. But um, do, you, do you want me to remind you of the lineup? Yeah, remind me of the lineup. So we had Mendy in goal, um, mm-hmm. Aspie, Thiago, and Rudiger across the back line. Reese, Jorginho, Kante, and Chilwell, mm-hmm. and then Martin Pulisic behind them, Kai in the first line. Yeah, so I think a lot of people were excited because the Crystal Palace game happened and they saw Havertz, Pulisic and Mount work. Um, but I, so I've got a sneaky suspicion that I think that um, Hudson-Doy is crucial to that, like what making it work. It's that extra attacker too. Um, so yeah, I was excited to see basically if they'll look good um, without Hudson-Doy because obviously Reese James is more of a fullback. Um, but of course, it's a big match too. But yeah, in terms of the lineup, it's cool, man. Like at this point, I'm not really kind of overanalyzing lineups. Fair enough, fair enough. I just want to more so know if like you had any like worries going into the game because, as you just mentioned there, in regards to the um, whole um, kind of what's the doing and his impact mm. when playing a right wing back versus the impact of a Reese James. And I feel like there is quite a bit of a trend that when when we have um show right wing, but we're, we're a lot more in forthcoming on our attack. We're a lot more um, right-hand side heavy in terms of our approach. And whenever it's um, Reese James, it's a lot more of, um, of a thing where Reese is just there to kind of like hold shape, cover yeah. a bit for Aspie on, on the physical side. I mean, we, we, we mainly attack down Chilwell's wing. So, yeah, um, the, the first half, I wanted to get you guys' opinions. How do you guys think we started the game? Were, any, were there any noticeable um, standout performances that you, that you mentioned that you um, saw, Dan? Freeman, you let Freeman go first. My memory... Oh, yeah, no worries. No worries. Freeman, go for it. Yeah, man, I think standout performances, I'd say definitely Jorginho. I'd say Aspi as well, and I'd say Pulisic as well. Not because Pulisic did, you know, people are saying, oh, he's the, it's, the, it's the second coming of Hazard. I haven't seen a performance like this since Hazard, or the last time that somebody got fouled this much was Hazard. It's like, come on, man. He got fouled. Like, anybody could get fouled. Get the ball, hold it too long, you get fouled. It's not, you're not, you're not burning the house down because you're getting fouled, but his ability to evade dribble and to when you're when you're already winning and you're getting fouled, you're just burning down the clocks. Him him sacrificing his ankles was, was good for the team. And he put, he put his body on, on the line. There weren't there weren't no heavy fouls. People were acting like they were kicking him and they were stamping on just like studs on his ankles. There was nothing nothing too serious. But you know he got fouled and it helped the team. And he was he was actually uh, positive in the side instead of being like uh, I don't know I don't want to say that you know sometimes he's not positive, but let's say less positive in the team. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but Damn, man. It, it sounds like you're calling him a running back, man. I mean, if the shoe fits, man, if the shoe fits, sometimes he shows up, 
sometimes he'll play, he'll just lose the ball a bunch, he'll dribble a bunch, and then you'll and then people will say, Yeah, he played well. And it's like, what did he do? Like, what did he actually do? Did he have a shot on target? And the answer will be, no, nah, he didn't. Did he did he create a chance for someone else? And the answer this time it's not no, he didn't, but a lot of the times it's no, he didn't. Mm. And it's just because that he's dribbling, people are like, oh, he's dribbling, therefore he's doing something. It's like, you've got to do more than dribble. Your dribble has to have an end product. You can't just dribble and then have people clap. To be fair, I think I think you're, Freeman, you're a fair guy because you even said that Jorginho had a good game and I know you don't like Jorginho. Yeah, man, Jorginho, me and Jorginho have had tough, have tough times together, man. He's been underrated, then heavily overrated. Then he's, you know, improved his game and he's getting maybe, maybe he's getting rated at his level currently and mm. i like i like to see that that's what i like to see i like players rated at the level i don't like to see people getting overhyped i'm not gonna uh, name no names okay i already got cases against we can't say nothing <laughs> about. um and dan what, what were your thoughts on the first half first half from what i can remember um it was it was a dead game um again it wasn't really we didn't have the impetus to come out and try to win the game it was on porto but they they didn't really do much um by the way of trying to make um, trying to win the game. I remember that Mendy passed, I think that was in the first half, I think Mendy passed the ball too straight to Corona. In behind. I think Corona had a couple of chances in behind on that right side. Um, but largely, we controlled the game. It was, it was, it was a nothing game. Um, I was kind of switched off as well. But um, yeah, from the first half, I can't remember that much apart from the chances that um, the one where Mendy passed it straight to Corona. And I think to, uh, that he might, Corona might have had another chance as well. But yeah, just generally, like it was a dead game. Yeah, I, I'd agree with both of you, but I would definitely agree with Freeman that Jorginho did have a very good game um, in the first half, especially. You know, he was breaking down play. He was even he even he was taking up even he was taking up fouls. You know, he, he was you know he was, he was uh, sucking in players. He was able to actually like slow down the tempo of the game. And yeah, it, it was a good half to see. But one one thing that was noticeable for me, especially, was um. How rusty um, a one and Golo Kante was, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that. Do you guys think this is a, this is a bit of a trend, or do you just think it's a player coming back from injury? Dan, um, you know what with Kante, it's like Kante is is never like yes, Kante can be good in possession, but you can expect these games where it doesn't always come off. Like I'm I'm not surprised to see this from Kante, um, and and the fact that he's being rotated as well, so he can't find the rhythm. Of the game, I think generally off the like in these normal kind of bread and butter game, he was good. But yeah, again, he wasn't that great in possession. But I definitely think that um, yeah, he still like from the at least with Kante, you get the base in terms of winning the ball back, the energy, etc. So he gave us that. So Freeman, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I'm a big Kante fan, man. I liked how, I liked his game. I liked how he contributed to the attack. There were several times you know when he got the ball, went on some crazy little dribbles, or you saw him in crazy positions like left wing. And, and that really helps because Kante's a nightmare anyway he's on the pitch so even if you know sometimes he's not the safest in possession sometimes you've got to risk, some, risk, risk losing the ball to, to have something come off and Kante's definitely not afraid to do that there was one one moment I remember there was like a through ball or a cross that he that he could have or should have delivered and I think it was Kai that was thrown goal and he overcooked it and that's something that I do like to cook Jorginho for but because it's Kante I'm not going to cook him I'll leave it that way <laughs> Mm. I feel like I feel like that was um I I have a feeling know what, what you mean I mean, it was from the right hand side where he, like he played the ball over I think he may have actually been chill while he was making a run I'm not sure but yeah 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 it, it was it was quite noticeable but yeah I did think it was it was a decent half I felt we we were 
we actually um held Porto in terms of like their chance creation the first half, especially because I don't know if you guys remember that first leg, but in that first leg, they, they were peppering us and it was more of the same in terms of them holding possession, you know, trying to press us the moment they got the ball, but I don't really think they actually posed us too much of a threat. And yeah, um, so going into the second half, um, did you guys, what did you guys think was, um, what did you guys think, what did you guys see first of all? I know even just that, but what did you guys think we needed to do going into the second half to maybe like try and take the, take more of the onus in the game? I'm framing. I think, I think we needed to create a few chances, but to be honest, we I thought that all being all, everything being everything, we should have won that game maybe two one because there were a couple of good chances that a couple of players should have done better on. And I know that Tuchel mentioned after the game said our first touch, you know, in the final third. So obviously he can't say names. But I can, so I'm gonna say Mount's first touch last down Uh-oh. on a good couple of occasions. Cause I know people people like to hype up his first touch and say he's a he's a technician and all this. But when the ball's coming across his there was one one moment, the ball comes across his body, the defender's in front of him. And if he t- touches the ball just a little bit straight and beyond the defender, he's it's between him and the goal, and he's straight through on goal and he can just beat the goalkeeper, but he doesn't. His first touch doesn't take anything off the ball. The ball continues going in the diagonal direction and he has to chase after it. And then by the time he gets it, the defender's already made up the ground because he's running diagonally away from goal and, and the defender gets a block on the shot and the shot goes over. And that was an opportunity that if he had a better first touch, is a goal. Another opportunity that we had was with Pulisic. Yeah. With amazing little ball over the top by Ziyech. And that should, I don't know how Pulisic missed it, but you know he had a good game, so I'm not going to comment too much because otherwise I'll be back in court again. <laughs> Fair enough. I was about to say this, this sounds like it's another case. It's another there's another case pending. And you, you mentioned Ziyech there, and I want to get your, your thoughts. I don't think I've um heard your thoughts on that in terms of pertaining to Ziyech and his use. You know, do you think he has a future at Chelsea? And how, how do you think he's been so so far whilst he's been in the club? I mean, I'm a Ziyech fan. I was a big fan of Ziyech from buying him. And I don't think he's really had the opportunity to really get into into the team and to really show what he can do. But what he has done, I think it's been enough. I'm seeing that we're linked to selling him already. And it's like, I, I don't really see it because he's only been here this season. He's in, in terms of creating chances, he's done it. He creates a lot of chances. We haven't, we've already seen other players not have the best time in front of goal, but that's not his fault. His, his goal creation is there. He creates lots of goals. He creates lots of chances. Maybe people, People can say it's the league. The league's a bit rough for him. It's the physicality. He doesn't have it. But I'd like to see him get another go. But obviously, you know, if he if he can't get a run in, if Tuchel doesn't pick him, he can't get a run in the team. And, you know, hard work, more hardworking players get chances over him. I can see I can see him maybe being used as a as a make weight in a, in a deal somewhere else. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I do think it is an interesting thing because... He did when you really when you think about it, he finished his, his um, league season in the Dutch league very early. I think it was um, I believe it was March, and so yeah, he, he was obviously going to be a, a very um, well not sharp in terms of his um, game game and match fitness. So it is an interesting thing, and, and as we as you mentioned um, earlier in terms of his ball for Pulisic, yeah, it was a quality pass, and he's a player whereby he has these quality moments, and and yeah, so um, moving on a bit a bit a bit um from the game, I wanted to just um, get you guys' thoughts um, roughly just in terms of how confident you're feeling because what well, I believe this is our, our first semi-final in seven years. Mm. Um, not only is it our first in a couple of years, but it's the first time I believe we played Real Madrid in like a quite a long time. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on them just in terms of like how confident you are leading into the game. Do you have any like thoughts that pop up in your heads, um, Dan? Yeah. Do you know what? 
under Tuchel, we've done good in the big games. I think that's one of the biggest things that we can take against other like big managers, other big teams. Obviously, Liverpool we've beaten, Atletico Madrid, we can go through them. So far in big games, we've done good. Under Lampard, that wasn't happened. There would be no confidence. But because we play so like because he knows how to play defensively, coming up against Real Madrid. I'm sure that maybe we can contain them. Obviously, like, we've got slapped um, by West Brom 5-2. Something might go wrong and they might slap us, but there's more hope that we can contain them. Um, but it's weird, though, that it's weird that we get... It's like, from the final four, it's PSG, it's City, it's us, and it's Madrid. But people are treating us like the small boys. And it's our fault. It's seven years since we've been in the semi-final. But... Like when it comes down to it, it's like with Porto. The weird thing about Porto, Porto come, came into this kind of tie and they were talking big like we were small boys. And I think that just the, from what I'm getting, the aura I'm getting from everyone, it's like Chelsea are out. It's, it's a full-down conclusion. But literally, this is the Champions League, baby. This is what I'm saying. Like, anytime you underestimate someone, like 2012, like you can just go back to 2012. When you underestimate people, bro, you can get slapped. And I think... The good thing is we've got two cool. He knows what he's doing. The only thing I'm worried about, like defensively, midfield battle, I'm not that worried about. But in attack, I just, I don't know if we get that chance that we're going to bury it because Mount um, on his day will score. But how many times is it his day? Like he's not really a goal scorer like that. Under Tuchel, yes, he's scoring more, but it's just a mm. short, it's just a short, it's just a short span. I don't know if you're doing that. Mm, I'm not a Mount hate. I'm just being, I'm being real. Pulisic again. Purple patch purely, playoff purely. I don't know if we can rely on him. And then Havertz, again, so far it's been one game hot, one game cold, one game hot, one game cold. No one wants to see Werner starting. Giroud is in the gulag. So at this point, I'm not confident in our attack whatsoever. And that's my worry. But we've got a little bit of time before then. And if we can find the right formula in our attack, then I'll be more happy. But right now with that attack, I'm just like, I don't know more. I'm going to lead straight back into you, Freeman. What What are your thoughts on the game? Are you confident? Yeah, earlier on in the season, I'd have been a bit more confident, to be honest. Roman Jada having a bit of a remontado at the moment. I'm not really, I'm not really sure that this is the best time to play them, especially, especially if Hazard's going to be back as well. Hmm. But you know, it's the Champions League. It's only one match, if I'm not mistaken. So anything can happen. Is it one so match. That's what. I, that's what. Am I wrong? Oh. One match. That's a game changer if it's one match. We need that confirmed, though. Yeah, yeah, Babs confirmed that for us uh, quickly, please. <laughs> no, no, we uh, don't confirm right now, but we'll, yeah, go ahead. You know, I, the funny thing is, I actually do think he's correct. I know, I, yeah. I don't think he's correct, sorry, because we have um, the West Ham game, the Madrid game away. Fulham twice, man. Fulham. Oh, it's twice. Better, okay. Yeah, it's yeah, twice. So we have Fulham, it's two he, legs. He's trying to come on here and, like, put some bad names on our platform. you got to get Hey, the, the, the views of Freeman are of Freeman and Freeman alone. Yeah, man. Because they'll tweet you afterwards. But yeah, it's two no, matches. I, I, thought it was co- I thought it was COVID regulation. They changed that. Okay, now two matches. Mm. Yeah, two matches. Yeah, two matches is going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough because they're, they're in, a, they're in a, a good run of form at the moment. They're trying to... But to be honest, they do have to constantly... No, but we're in the same position. They have to They have to try and... They're in a position to win the league. Fight on we're in a position to, to get fourth. So do, do we, you know what? we do need to... Do our so best. Just funny, like, just quickly, looking at their team, I don't even think they're that good. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not the best Real Madrid side we've seen. When, like, Vinicius, Benzema, and who else starts for them? Some, oh, you know, ben- Benzema's quality, man. I, no, I'm, so, no, I'm saying Vinicius, Benzema, and then there's... Who's the third guy? Oh, I got you. Um, Asensio. Asensio. Do you know what I'm saying? That's not the best Real Madrid attack that there's been. 
okay, they've got Modric, then they've got Cruz, and they've got Case Miro. Modric and Cruz are older now. Do you know what I'm saying? We've got a midfield. In, in our midfield trio, we've seen them play against Barcelona, Liverpool, and they've like Man City, big, like good midfields, and they've held their own. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the trio, but like just when I look at Madrid's actually starting 11, it doesn't put fear in me. It doesn't put fear in me. That doesn't mean I'm saying that we can beat them, that we're definitely going to beat them, but I'm not really scared of this Madrid 11. Interesting, interesting. And yeah, um, just speaking about that game, again, quick cheeky plug, we are going to have a Madrid fan on our Patreon who's going to give us a, a bit more insight into how Madrid play. You know, he watches them week by week. You know, he's, he's, been, a, he's been a lifelong fan, so it's going to be an interesting um, um, preview into the game and how... Um, what we what we should be expecting anyway. So, in terms of my thoughts, in my my thoughts on mentality, um, yeah. So I did I did feel a bit confident um having Madrid because as good as they are, I do feel like if you're going to play Madrid over the last three four years, this is probably the Madrid team you want to fa- you want to face. You know, yeah. They're they're a lot older, they're a lot more um blunt in attack, so to say. You know, they don't have the Ronaldos and the the Bells anymore. So, yeah. I mean, um. Hopefully we don't, we don't see some hazard remontada out of nowhere because I've I've seen some very shameless fans saying things like they want they, they won't mind losing the hazard and I, I'm here to tell you I ain't here for that shit man I want that guy in the mud if it comes if it comes to us winning the Champions League man but yeah so just it just that into fantasy yep I'm I'm happy that we got Madrid because I did feel that we would have struggled against Liverpool a bit more because they are a team that even though they haven't been like taking their charges they're, they're very very high volume charge creation creating team. Mm. And I do feel like their rock and roll football is something I'd be interested. But then again, you know, we have seen already that Tuchel, you know, he has a plan set in place to yeah. take advantage of their centre backs. So, yeah. Premium. Who did you prefer? Like, if you could choose, Liverpool or Madrid? Oh, definitely Madrid, man. I definitely want to see Liverpool in the mud, man. They, they, them man have been getting a bit too cheeky these days, man. So, yeah, oh, I was happy still, to have... we still have to play the winner. I'm saying, who do you think we had a better chance against, Liverpool or Madrid? A better chance. We definitely have a better chance against Liverpool. That's what I Yeah, we know them. We know how they play. Yeah, we definitely have a better chance against Liverpool. Mm. But I don't think the chances is that uh, is, is that much different in this yeah. in terms of the outcome. Like you know, either way, I can see us making it to the finals if if things go to plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And people forget it's only three games, man. Anything can happen. Games, you know, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I do feel like my, my fears of playing Liverpool were kind of just like, you know, it, it was it's, it's what I like to call the P, the PLSD, man, post Lampard stress disorder. You know, like mm-hmm. my, my, my flashbacks, my flashbacks are coming through, and you know, like when, when they start happening, man, I, I, I just can't have a straight head. But but yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game because quickly. as we said before, go on. So quickly on on the Madrid game, um, Hazard. Like, he's a big game player. Like, he loves the limelight. I just believe if he's playing against us, he's scoring. 100%. He's scoring. I don't care what form or what version of Eden this is. If he's playing against us in the Champions League semi-final, he's scoring. That's just the way I feel. Oh, no, I don't want to slander it, but when was the last time he scored in the Champions League semi-final? That's true, but this is what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, you know, like, Ask think about what he's... I can't argue that question. And it's not like it's not like he's got previous, but what I'm saying is in terms of big games, remember for Chelsea, he stood up that like, he likes that limelight, the focus. Um, I don't know. I just feel I feel like it's gonna happen. I don't want it to happen, but obviously I feel like I'm not, I'm not sure this is the same Eden Hazard, to be honest. The one that it's we not. saw for Chelsea, I'm not sure that he exists anymore. Mm. I don't want to tempt fate, but hopefully I've seen that guy in a long time. I hope so. Yeah, we haven't seen that guy in a long time, man. And yeah, so if I was to ask you guys um to look at two 
Real Madrid players, one in which you'd, you'd love to have in the team, and then one in who which you feel I speak is a tad bit overrated. Um, Dad, who, who would you guys? Who would you say that is looking looking at that team? We would love having a team, probably Benzema at this point, because um, I just want us to have someone to start regularly up front. I just hate the chopping and changing, and potentially if he was here, he'd start regularly. Um, I don't really rate them that much. I promise you, I don't. Um, and then. So you're saying one to have and one what that I think is overrated. Yeah, one that you one that you think is overrated. Um maybe um not Modric. Maybe case maybe Casemiro, maybe. But that's only because I feel like do you know what? Do you remember um Alan for Napoli? Um yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, like everyone was saying he's better than Kante, Kante is better than Kante. Torreira, everyone's saying, oh, better than Kante. Everyone's better than Kante until they come to the Premier League. And then they're not better than Kante. And, I, and I, Casemiro, I'm not going to pretend. I don't, I don't watch him week in, week out. But again, he's just not one of these people out here better than Kante, better than Kante. So may, I'll say Casemiro. That's a crazy shot. I never heard no one say Alan was better than Kante. That's an insane That's shot. That's what I'm saying. Say. This is... hey, no, you know what, yeah? Remember when we, stand, when we were signing him, when we were getting him, sorry. And I do remember a couple of people saying saying things like that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And Freeman, if I, if I was to ask you that same question... Um, what would you say? You don't have to do the overrated, but who who do you, who would you love to have in the lineup? Um, I guess to be honest, I, every time I watch them, yeah, Vinicius is one of them players that every time I watch him, he seems a little bit better, man. I I don't, I'm not sure that we need another player to play on the left, but he's looking interested, man. He's looking interested, that's for sure. Um, but as overrated, I'd say I'd say Mendy. You know, I know that he's he's Uncle Mendy's cousin, so I'm, I shouldn't really speak bad about the family, but. But every time I see him, he looks a little bit fragile defensively, man. I'm not I'm not convinced that he's the he's the, the star player that Madrid really need in defence, man. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, um, it's come, coming to me for, for me personally. I, I think I think the answer the answer is, 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 is so easy, and it, it and I'm with Dan is is Benzema. You know, that's that's a quality striker right there. You know, he's aging like fine wine. I believe he's a, he's one of the top goal scorers in the, in, in the league at the moment. 19 goals, six assists, 26 games. He's been nothing short of quality. You know, he's a striker that, that would fit into the system amazingly. He brings other players into play. He's always available. Like I, I feel like it's, it's very hard not, not to rate a player like that. And for me, if I was to go over it, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Vinicius, man. Like, I know he's a young player. I know he's a young player, but I feel like... I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna tell you why because I feel like a lot of the people that say that he has all these attributes you know every time I see him he, lo- he looks younger not, not not to just quote you alone through me but I've heard a lot of people say oh you know he looks a decent person. and when I, when I look at like players that we have like a Pulisic and a Cho and when I look at Vinicius's numbers in the Liga and they're worse so mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I've never really understood like the 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 ratings of him and not to say that he's a bad player I feel like he, he has potential like he has potential you know he's quick. He's, he's he's tricky, you know. He can play on both on both sides of, of the of the forward line, but mm-hmm. I do feel like when there are players right that you look at from afar and you don't watch them regularly, it's a lot easier to appreciate them and their and their qualities. You know what with Vinicius, yeah, and I feel like just in in general with wingers, like people looking at numbers and judging young wingers, like you're playing the fools game anyway. Like Vinicius, I think has always been good. Um, I saw him for Flamengo a little bit because I just like you know, tracking young players from Brazil and shit like that. And he's mad direct. And I probably, Freeman, that's probably what you like because, again, we probably missed that. So, again, when Freeman mentioned that, I was thinking, yeah, actually, we missed that because, obviously, we've got him Pulisic, but then Pulisic is injury-prone. Um, but, yeah, he's mad direct. He's, he's not scoring goals, but 
he's like literally with these wingers that operate near the touchline, it's difficult. Not everyone's going to cut in and shoot and shoot and shoot. Um, but yeah, I think I think we can use him. Um, we've been linked with him. I wouldn't mind him. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, ho- hopefully, I haven't um, jinxed it and <laughs> give it uh, and cursed it and said like, and, and he's going to go have like an absolute masterclass now. But yeah, yeah. Um, looking on a bit further, um, how confident are you guys are? I, I don't want to ask it because I know the ops are listening, but I've got to ask it, man. Like, how confident are you guys of the Champions League? You know, we have a we have a manager, we have a strong team. Mm. A lot a lot of people quote heritage, 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 this, this, that, and the other. But other than Madrid. You look at City, they've never won it. Have they've never been even been to a final? You look at PSG, they have, they they haven't won it. So I mean, you look at my City and PSG again, and like I, I don't really see them being a high pedigree Champions League teams, but we've won it. You know, we we've been to a final as well. We've been to two finals. We've won the Champions League, and I feel like people are kind of looking at us and they are underrated us. And personally, I do feel like when we're the underdogs, that's when we really perform. You know, like the Atletico Madrid game. Yeah, we're just making jokes that are oh, you know you guys aren't going to get through. What happened? Three 0 and and yeah. So so Dad, I want to know how, how confident you are of, of the remaining Champions League games. I'm not confident, but I'm happy not being confident because I wasn't confident in 2012. Isn't it? This is just where I operate. This is the space I operate in. When I'm too confident, that's when I get surprised. So I'm happy being this. Oh yeah, you know, Real Madrid are in a better place, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because like deep within it, deep within me, what I'm really saying is, I right, cool. I feel like we've got a chance. Um, but if we lose, it's minor. I think that's just my protection mechanism. But um, but listen, like you say, we've got two cool in. We've got a good squad. We've made it this far. Um, there's something about the Champions League where all of this kind of, um, this guy's the underdog, this guy's the favourite. That shit don't matter, man. That shit don't matter. Um, and the thing about Tuchel is you can see that he's like, there's some people that are purists, like sorry, it's like, yeah, let's play, let's play, let's play. Tuchel doesn't mind the shithouse. He doesn't mind it. And um, the Champions League favours the shithouse. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quietly confident. That's what I'll say. Before we move, I'm going to have to fling the question over to you. How are you feeling? I mean, if Tottenham can make a final, um, I'm sure we can, we can do it too. And if Tottenham can lose a final, I'm, I know we can win it. It really just depends on if we can make it past Madrid. And if we do, and if City can make it past PSG, then I'm liking our chances. I'm mm. liking a City... Chelsea final because City are known to to crumble under the pressure of the Champions League, and and you know it's it's a heritage game, man. So if we can get City, if we can make it past Madrid and get City in the final, I'm very comfortable. I'm not. I wouldn't look forward to a PSG game. Obviously, it's you. Anyone can win it, but PSG. We've seen the big game players. It's now. It's kind of now or never for some of them. Yeah. I'm not really feeling too happy about a PSG final. But a Man City final, yeah. Let's let's have that. Give me more of that. Give me more of that, give me more of that. And speaking of Man City, let's head over to the FA Cup weekend game. You know, we got them in the semi-finals, you know, big Wembley game. And one of the things I found quite interesting was, um, I don't know if you guys listened to the main podcast on Sunday, but Mario asked me the question of, will we be resting players um, heading over to this game? And I mentioned the fact that, obviously, with the, with the, we, we had the benefit of a City playing Wednesday as well. Mm. But I do feel like, as strong as that lineup was, we may just see some rotation coming on the Saturday. So, how how are you guys feeling about that game, Justin? John, did you think we're gonna go go for it, or do you think we're gonna be a bit more reserved in our approach? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you know, obviously, having a big Champions League game, it's that like you don't. Do you know, I have to mentally prepare 
for big games. But because this game was kind of sandwiched just after the Champions League game, I have, I'm not even ready for it. And it's just the FA Cup. And I definitely feel like because of those circumstances, it'll be a rotation thing. I definitely feel like, of course, it's Man City. You're, you're, like Tuchel will respect them. So you'll, you'll see a strong squad. But at the same time, he looks at those type of things. He looks at, okay, this player has played three or four in the bounce. He needs to rest, etc. So, and and the fact that apart from maybe our defence, um, a lot of the, the positions, no one's really a nail down. Like, like even left wing back, Alonso Stein isn't a surprise. Chilwell Stein isn't a surprise. Right wing back, Hudson Stein isn't a surprise. Reece Stein isn't a surprise. The pivot, it's, it's either Jorginho, Kante and Kovacic is two of those. So like, yeah, we, there'll be rotation, I definitely think. Um, but, and, and as for the game, the mental fatigue of just like the, the Champions League, I think has taken a lot. Um, and I think Man City are better than us. And I think that will kind of make them win. If we win it, that's fantastic. Because that's just another big game that Tuchel has won. I do see Man City win it, but that's just like, like I said, that's my protection mechanism type thing. Um, but if we do win it, that will kind of help as a domino effect as the season kind of comes. Because you have to remember the final um, stretch of the season, we're playing some big games too. And I feel like if we can win this, because another thing that's important to remember under, or in fact, even before, let's go before Lampard, Conte said it, Sari said it. They said something about the mentality of the team in hard times, in the suffering times. And under Lampard, we had a, a run of games in his first season. And then we came up a, a, um, a little tricky piece of form and then everything fell apart. And then earlier this season, again, we had a run of games unbeaten. Then we had a tricky piece of form and everything fell apart. Now with Tuchel, we've come in, we've gone unbeaten for a while and we've had a tricky run of games. We had one loss under West Brom, got slapped. We, the last loss, it's weird because we actually lost, but no one's registered it as an L. And then if Man City beat us, we've gone from like a week ago with zero losses to three losses. Do you know what I'm saying? And then that, that's kind of, it's punctured the whole invincibility thing that we had. Because before I felt like we were just invincible. Like we knew that the worst we was going to do is draw. Um, with another L, do you know what I'm saying? That could just be a slippery slope. And we can't have this slippery slope back end of the season. So I think we have to win this game. Or at least, if, even if we do lose, make it a penalties thing or, you know, an extra time thing. But if we get slapped, that's going to, it's going to affect um, people's belief and shit like that. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on the game. Yeah, and I feel like you did raise a good point there. But one of the things I think that we may benefit from is the fact that there's a quick bounce around. You know, we have we have a league game against Brian on Tuesday. So, hopefully, you know, we are able to turn it around shortly afterwards if we were to lose. But, yeah, I'm going to have to put you on the spot and ask you, what are your predictions for the game? Who me? Okay. Yeah, you done. You done. You done. I know you. you said you're a bit. You're a bit apprehensive. You know. You feel like they're the better team. The so I want to. So I want to know what are your predictions for the game? All right, but this is just like a finger in the air. Um, I will say, I will say Chelsea win. Even though all of my analysis is against this, but I will say Chelsea win two um, one. But yeah, you guys heard it. You guys heard it here first from Dan. Chelsea win two one. If you want to, if you want to see like Dan's live reaction to the game, head over to the Discord live. Or if you don't have Discord, head over to, head over to YouTube and you can hear him loud and direct. Um, Freemium, I want to know what are your thoughts about City? Um, 
not just into the not just this game alone, but how their form has been this season. You know, they've been in imperious form. You know, they've had a massive signing in Diaz, who's like he's really, really short at the defense. They've only conceded 23 goals in the league. And yeah, they've been nothing short of quality. So I want to know what are your thoughts on City and how confident are you going into this semi-final game? Yeah, man, City have always been top quality. Well, City have been top quality for a long time now. And obviously this season they've been a really a level above uh since uh, the last season anyway. And I'm not feeling super confident about this game coming up. But, you know, if you know, when, when people ask Pep about, oh, you know, uh, you got you got the, the quadruples on the on the cards, Pep always dodges the question because he knows that the, they can't they can't win it all. They're gonna crumble. And if they can't win it all, who better to win it than us? That's what that's what I that's what I think. If they can't win it, who who else? But us, man. So obviously there's a a, a slight question mark because I heard that Kovacic is out for the game. And I know that Kante just did 90 minutes. He didn't, he wasn't on the cards for 90 minutes. Quick turnaround. Can he do another 90 minutes against City? Is that a risk that Tuchel's going to want to take to put Kante through two back-to-back 90 minutes when he wasn't really ready to do one? I'm not sure. And if Kante is not going to play 90 minutes, well, who plays in the midfield? Because if Kovacic is out, we can either drop Mount into midfield, which frees up a space for an attacker, maybe a bit more creative attacker, maybe a hudson Odoi or a Ziyech in the, in the attack with Martin in the midfield, or a Billy Gilmore to have, a, have a, a big game performance like he had against Liverpool. I'm not convinced that he's going to go for a Billy Gilmore. I think he might start Kante and then move to Mount, or he might start Mount and bring Kante on. But to be honest, I think he'll probably start Kante and then move to Mount. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm just not certain that our midfield... Has yeah, I'm I'm not convinced that the midfield is going to win the midfield battle, and then it depends on on the attackers, man. If we can get some creative attackers into the team, because that's our problem is that we don't have either we have the creators, we don't have the finishers, or we have a finisher. I don't want to say finishers, we have a finisher, but we don't have the the creator. Just just interrupt you there. Who is the finisher? Well, I mean, I can't say names specifically because on paper. You know, there's currently charges against me and I don't want to get registered giving <laughs> praise to certain players. So I'm going to say Havertz. I'm going to tell a lie. I'm going to say Havertz. Okay. And if, so if Havertz is, has, a good, has a good game and, you know, we get, um, we get a, a crit, because I know that the Havertz-Hudson-Odoi link-up has, has been very profitable for us. So I think that if Mount goes into midfield, he, he likes to get forward. He can contribute to the attack. He likes to pop from, from distance. And he, ha- he has it in him to score with, the Lampard-esque long-distance shot. So I like that. I like that in the midfield. I like having uh, Hudson Odo on the left, even though he's shown... I think that's also why uh, Tuchel doesn't play him too often there, is that his finishing's not really on par yet. But his chance creation is good, and his link-up with Havertz is good. And then I don't, I don't think one is going to... I don't think it's time for one to get called back. Pulisic on the right. I heard people complain, say he can't play on the right. But, you know, if he's if he's... If he can do another 90 minutes, because I don't know if the foul, I don't know if he's got, you know, incognito injury or whatever. He's <laughs> always got them. But if he can do another 90 minutes, I wouldn't mind playing him on the right. And then that attack, because I know I know he's got previous with Man City. Everyone remembers his, his little Man City dribble and goal that he scored last season when we won. So, yeah, man, if, if, the, if the attack can work and the midfield can last 90 minutes without, you know, getting injured, then I feel good, confident for the rest of the season. But obviously... This is like a, a choke point. So if, if we were to get an injury 
to a key player right now, the knock-on effect, the domino effect could be a bit nasty. So I don't know if we're going to risk it or if we're going to try throwing Billy Gilmore. And I'm not sure if he's going to be ready for the to swim at the deep end. He, he's done it once, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to risk it and know where his confidence. You don't, you don't want to really rely on a young player like that. But yeah, that that injury nah, nah. that injury point there, knock on wood, man. I'm I'm hoping none of that shit happens. But yeah, um, if I'm to look at the game, yep, I think City are extremely strong, but. But, 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 big but, I look at that game against um, Dortmund, as you, as we saw, like, they are there to be caught on that under current attack. I look again at the game against Leeds, they were defensively resolute, and yep, again there, they were there to be caught on that. And yeah, I, I do feel like as good as City have been this season, they're, they're not as cutthroat as they once were. You know, they're a lot more happy to take a one-goal lead and rest in their laurels and like just and win the game from there. So I do feel like it is a game where we, we can we can win it like we can win any other game, but you know we have we, we look at the games that we played against in the last couple of games and they have been very very good against us and not even just that but let's say we do get past C and we have to play against a Leicester, I don't know if you guys know but I, 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 if I, if if, it's, if I was to say it, I would say Leicester are one of our bogey teams because if I look at our last six games. We've only won one game I believe and that game was um, if you guys remember the late the game last season the FA Cup. Outside of that, we've lost two and we've drawn three. So I will have to say that it will be interesting because, yeah, beating City on paper is, is a massive result, but I don't think you can discount any teams when it comes to FA Cup, man, because it's a magical competition and anything can happen. Anything can happen. Do you guys have any any thoughts on what I've just said or do you guys want to move on from there? Uh, man City, real quick. I, I can't remember a time where we played Man City when Aguero isn't playing and we've struck. Like, usually when Aguero is playing, that's when they like. We struggle, but do you, remember the, do you remember the last game that remember the last game done? What was the last game? The free one when, when they absolutely slapped us in like the first 40 odd minutes. And Aguero wasn't playing. Yep. Okay, yeah, but that, was, played, that was Lampard tax, right? Lampard yeah, tax. that's what I'm trying to say. Don't ruin the play. No, but yeah, to, to be fair, I'm thinking of there's been a couple of times when Sterling's been there or whatever, or Gabriel Jesus, and they're just not as clinical up front without him. Do you know what I'm saying? So it might go their way, but I don't think Aguero's not starting like recently so if he's not starting I'm a bit more hopeful because yeah Foden like oh so it was the Foden game I remember the, the Stamford Bridge one yeah the Foden yep. game the Foden game the Foden game um, yeah we'll see in it they've got good players they've got good players so they can stuff us but we've got good players too we just need our attack to be on point man yeah fair enough fair enough I would have to agree you know <laughs> if our attackers are on point in that game we're going to have to ask serious, serious questions, man, because this, this is the clutch. This is where the money is being made. And we, we need playoff. We need playoff Pooley to, to wake up, man. Like, wake the fuck up. We, we need you now, bro. We need you now. And, and yeah, so um, to end off the podcast, I'm going, to, I'm going to go through a couple of listeners' questions. Again, shout out to Discord listeners. You guys take priority. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with a couple. But before I do that, actually, I'm going to throw a bit of a span in the works. And mm-hmm. I have a question myself. Not for you, Dan, but for Freemium. So, Freemium, we've been linked with two big strikers this summer. You know, one's the obvious in the, the Erling Haaland, and the second one is um, Rom, big Rom Lukaku. And a lot of people have um, turned their nose up at him. You know, they've, they've said things like he hasn't changed his game, he hasn't made any progress, you know, he's still that big, lumpy striker that we saw at Man United. And I want to know your thoughts, because I know you're a big fan of the, of the Serie A, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to get you on the podcast today. So, yeah, we want to know, I want to know your thoughts on how you think... Um, Lukaku can add value to our game here and how do you think he'll do? I'm a, I'm a big Lukaku fan, man. I'm a big Lukaku fan. I feel like 
for the options up front that are available on the market right now, he's probably the best one. And I know people are, are a bit afraid because they have flashbacks when he had the United stink on him, but you gotta remember that washes off, man. That washes off, and there's a lot of players. I, I, I love, that. I love how you, I love how you didn't say United stink. You said the United stink. Yeah, man, but that, that comes off, man. And he's definitely lost it, man. If you look at what he's done this season for Inter, he really has been incredible. Inter not won, have not won uh, the the league in t- ten years, and he, he's put them on his back, and he's just carried them to to probably to what is statistically, mathematically looking like their first win in ten years. And he's and he's I don't want to say he's done it all by himself because obviously it's a team game, but he's scored or assisted forty three percent of their goals. So it kind of you kind of have to give him a, a bit more credit because realistically, the only other striker that's doing things comparable to what he's doing right now is Kane, and we all say that you know Kane is does it needs a big move. So obviously, if you can get Kane, cool. But if you can't get Kane, and and you don't want to pet spend whatever it costs for Haaland because I'm hearing some crazy wage demands that he wants to be one of the top ten highest paid or top eight highest paid footballers in the world and it's I don't know if if it's too early for him to be getting that kind of money you can't be getting Mbappe money without the World Cup I'm sorry son and I, but Lukaku Lukaku's doing it man and I see us getting linked with a lot of strikers that are not of his quality not of his caliber. And people, because they're because you know they have a, a a name that's you know Martinez or something like that with, with the Z in it, they're like, yeah, 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 he's gonna be quality. But nah, man, Romelu, he is a top quality striker. He's definitely evolved his game. His hold up play now is spectacular. Like he he was never really the the he, he always had the body, the physique for a target man. But he always loved to run in behind. Now he, if you ping the ball forward, he's gonna chest it down. He's gonna control it. He's better. He's better at it than Giroud is. He's better. He's like. That is what we, that is the problem that people have with Tammy is that you can't trust him in possession because once you if you can create a chance for him he'll score but if you have to involve him in the link up play and you have to involve his hold up game it's not there but with Lukaku you know that if you can give him a chance he will score he can create a chance for other people because he leads uh, Inter not only in goals but also in assists and his his so his his off the ball play spectacular his hold up play spectacular. His ability to create chances, if you go through and watch his highlights just for this season, you will see some of the most incredible highlights you'll ever believe. And if you didn't, if no one told you it was Lukaku, you would never believe it if you're thinking about the same Lukaku that had the United stink on him. Clearly, this is not this is a this is a whole different this is a completely different person. This guy is he's evolved his game to a completely different level. And and if whoever he goes to, because I feel I heard that City also linked, mm-hmm. and I know. I know, I know, I know that if he, if we don't get him and he goes to see, we will, we're going to be sitting there watching this guy get 30 goals and we're going to be sitting there going, ah, oh, man, how did Lukaku become this? But he's always been this. He, he always had the desire. He always had the, the, the mentality of the, to be a student of the game. He's just, he's expressed that numerous times. If you, I don't know if you saw his podcast or his, yeah, what they did with Henri when they were talking about football and he talking about how he studies and how Henri's the only person who knows as much about football as him. So he's a, he's a student of the game. And you can see that in how he's evolved. I feel like because his game now isn't running in behind based and he can he's involved hold up play, he's involved chance creation, kind of like Kane has, I feel like his longevity in the game has also improved. I can see him being a problem even into his, when he's 33, 34, I can see him being a problem. The same way you have strikers now that are going way past their expiry dates. I feel like he's going to be one of them because he's, his, his ability to evolve his game and to change it and to adapt has, has been proven, man. There's not been a league that he's not been a problem in. So, yeah, I feel like if we get him, he'll, he'll be a major, major benefit. I don't, I don't want to release this podcast because you're going to convince so many people to hop on the Lukaku 
train after that little soliloquy. I don't want to release this podcast. Even me, I'm going to watch some Lukaku. I'm going to try to pull it aside, um, see if the United stink really is washed off. Because, um, yeah, you, you just done a good campaign for us. Just for this season as well, man. I'm not even talking about from last season because from last, if you watch him from the beginning of last season, you'll see where he had the United stink on him a little bit. Mm. And and there, were, there was a period where he was like, his first touch wasn't the best and he would lose the ball. But obviously you can see that they worked on it. I know that's something that Conte said that they worked yeah, on. Yeah, Conte said that. And, 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 but, but yeah, he's just turned into a player that can just, that can create chances. He can cross the ball with the outside of his foot. Like some of the goals that he's created and scored this season are absolutely incredible. And the control, you're saying the controls? Sorted? Yeah, man. His first touch is, there's Come nothing wrong with his that, first that was a very high more, pitched man. year. That was a very high pitched year. I'm, nah, I'm, yeah. man. Yeah. Nah, I'm, nah. Trust me. Trust me. Bet your house on it because people are talking about other players' first touch and their first touch is regular. So now that now that he's had a terrible first touch, now he's got a regular first touch. I'm going to hype his first touch up just All like right. everyone else hypes everyone else's up. Uh, um, I'm not going to say his name, but people know who I'm talking about. His first <laughs> touch is okay. It's a good first touch. It's nothing special. And Lukaku uh, is now the same, the same level. If not, better, because he can shield the ball with his body because nobody, like, he's just body and defenders regularly. Listen so up. even if his first touch isn't, isn't Berbatov, you're not taking the ball off him the same way. Listen, whenever um, Freemian said he's not going to say his name, whenever it's been redacted, you know it's Mason Mount. Head to the Patreon and you'll see why. Um, can you, no more Lukaku propaganda. I need to do my research first. But no, we're at this point, no more Lukaku propaganda. Back to you, Babs. Back to me, back to me, back to me. Thank you again, Freeman. That that was amazing, and I do feel like a lot of our fans may or may be a bit more far removed from the Italian league. So it was good to have a bit of a specialist on to mm-hmm. give a bit of insight on, around Lukaku. And personally, personally, I do look at the Serie a bit a bit funnily because if if I look around that league, you know, we have strikers scoring goals every every sixty minutes. We have we have um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic looking like he's twenty five again. Exactly. And, and boy, I mean, maybe you have to apply a little bit of a tax, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Lukaku is the man. You know, 20, 26 games, twenty one goals, nine assists. That's that's an amazing return. That's an amazing return. And any other striker, we're calling that top quality. Here's the thing: you call it United's thing. That stink was on it before. Like it was on him before United. I don't. It's not United's thing. That's just that's Lukaku's thing. Nah, hang on a minute. And nobody, when he went off to West Brom and he was banging in goals, nobody was, people were saying, oh yeah, he's the new drug, but he's the new drug, but. Not me. Not me. Yeah, but, Amy. but Amy. he was really doing what he was doing at that age, man. Nah, man, not in the Prem, it's different. People say in the Prem, you can't do it. He's gone off on loan and he's killed it. All right, no more, yeah, Babs, back to you. <laughs> No more, hey, man, no hey, more man. It's, 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 Everton, freedom, Everton, freedom goal <laughs> Go on. Everton. Wait, Dan is Dan is on the ropes right now, man. I'm on Keep the ropes. Keep going. Uh, when, when did he stop scoring goals? Let me know, man. Even at, even at United, and you know that the period that United was in, even Pogba was looking a little bit smelly. Even at United, he was still scoring goals. Now, obviously, he didn't have the best best period there. But who in that United team was really all amazing? There was nobody because that uh, United team was terrible, man. How That's much? How, how much are you willing to pay for uh, Lukaku without the United team? Um, I don't know. To, to be honest, it depends. It's also I'm also factoring in the wages of ones because obviously before I was thinking he's going to cost about seventy five and he's probably worth it. Mm-hmm. But now that I've heard that Haaland is going to be a hundred and whatever mm-hmm. plus the insane wage demands, it's it's he whatever the price is as long as the wage demands aren't 
astronomical, then he's going to be, it just makes more, more but, financial uh, sense. Uh, I'll ask you the question, how much mm. is the most you'll pay for Lukaku? Oh, the most? I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay 90 million for him, most. Max 90 million. Uh, see, I'm out. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Because how much did Interplay pay for him? Interplay is like 70 million or some shit like that, right? I'm not sure how much Interplay for him. I think they pay they... 70. They're going to want a profit. Um, I just, I just, yeah, yeah. I'd they're rather... going to deserve it too. <sighs> yeah, it's true. Conte did add to his game. We'll see. But Babs, please take it away from this Lukaku game. Premium, he won that. Premium won that. Premium bodies. Hey, I, I haven't seen anybody body done like that, man. And I'm it's gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to give it up to you, Premium. I'm gonna have to give it up to you. But yeah, um, getting back over to the um, listeners' questions. I'm um, shout out John John Brown. He has a he asked a question for us. Um, he says, with Chelsea being competitive in three competitions, what result will constitute a successful um season? And I guess he's mainly about the Premier League UCL because obviously we're not gonna win the Premier at this point. But I guess we are competing for top four. Yeah. So I will ask you guys what, what results will constitute a good season for you, um, Dan. Because in fact, before before I even ask this, Dan, we've had our own private conversations, and I, I'm personally I, I want to get your alternate view because I've said for me personally, top is top four or bust. Like we, we must get top four, and I know you haven't been totally agreeing with it. So I want to know what are your thoughts? Dep- yeah. So it depends. For me, it depends what bust means to you. Like when I when when I set minimum requirements, it means that if we don't hit, then I want to see two full gone. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel like at this point, I've seen enough from Tuchel to like, even if we do finish outside of the top four, I'm not going to put that on Tuchel as much because like obviously he came in um, mid-season. The fact that we're fighting on three fronts, that's not a reason why we should definitely do something. It's harder because, do you know what I'm saying? You have to rotate your, like you have to rotate your team. So if it comes out and we've gone like far, but we just miss out on FA Cup, we get to semi-final of the Champions League and we hit fifth in the Premier League. That's not a good season. We're Chelsea, you know what I'm saying? We should win stuff. We shouldn't even just be fighting for the top four. We should be just fighting for trophies. But the reason why I can't say it's bust is because if that happens, I'm not going to be like, rah, they're sacked too cool. It's not the worst, isn't it? It's like, we have to remember when he came in. No one's expecting Champions League. The top four was looking the myth. So we've made that progress already. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to lower standards. Of course, we should try, like, to win everything, but at the same time, I don't think it's bust if, if you know, when I say bust, I mean, I don't think um, there's something, we need to have an inquest. Oh no, we didn't win anything, but bro, like, let's remember the situation. So that's the that's the only reason why I say, um, I w- I'm not gonna be too disappointed, um, but we've got a chance to win something. Um, I don't care about FA Cup as much, I can't lie. I mean, if we do win it, it's good because it just kind of papers up over the cracks. But I've had enough of papering over the cracks because I feel like we've been doing that for ages. And what I'm looking forward to is Tuchel in the last press conference, he said, look, I'm here to win. And I don't think he was talking about winning the FA Cup alone. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I hate it because every single time a new manager comes in, it's almost like a reset. And the fact that we keep on doing that, that is like, that's why we're giving, that's why we're not picking up as many trophies because the standards keep on dropping for the first year while everyone's saying, let them build a team, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you have to be realistic. If we do win stuff, good. I'm happy. Obviously, obviously, everyone's happy if we win stuff. But then you kind of have to ask yourself, if we finish fifth, if we go out to Real Madrid, and if Man City beat us, beat us in the FA Cup, is it really like doomsday? No, it's not. Not for me anyway. Freeman, I'm going to bounce that over to you. To be honest, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say, I'll settle for, for top six and the Champions League trophy. You know, that, that'll be enough for me. 
I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm <laughs> that, not that's, really that's quite, that's quite a lot, bro. That's quite that, a lot. That'd be enough. That'd be enough. For, I mean, I've got high standards, man. This is why when, when people are talking about certain players and how great they are, I'm, my standards are just a bit higher than that, to be honest. And I'm not here to sit here and say, oh, you know, we, we, we should be competing for top four. I'm not bothered about top four, man. Yeah. Top four, can top four, we can lose. If we lose all the games from here, in the, in the league from here to the end of the season, I'm not going to complain as long as we have that Champions League trophy at the end at the end of the tournament. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's the only thing I'm interested in. Champions League. I want to win the Champions League, <laughs> man. Champions I'm not here to, to to compete with Tottenham and them man from fourth, man. That's nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that shit. Damn, man. I, I could I could hear the I could hear the hunger in your voice for that for that win right there, man. And yeah, for for me personally, you know, I did think I, as I said previously, I I did think. It was top four or bust, but Dan, as he usually does with his amazing arguments, he won me over a bit in the fact that, you know, we've seen promising signs with Duke Tuchel. It's not going to be panic stations. Obviously, it'd be amazing to get top four. It would obviously help with us in terms of our transfer targets, but with a manager that we have at the moment, you can see there's a clear process, and that's not something you see very often in the first couple of months of, of football clubs, you know. United are doing very well, but as, as a lot of the Mugger fans have said, there hasn't really been that much of a process, you know. Arteta's been there a year and a half. There hasn't been that much of a process. Jose's been there a year and a half. There hasn't been that much of a process. And we've already seen this in the first... Is it been, what, three months? Yeah. If that? Yeah. It's like two, two, two months leading to three months. So, yeah, I mean, it's promising signs. But for me personally, what will cost you a, a successful um, season? It will definitely be securing... I would say securing Champions League football. Yeah. Whether it be winning it or whether it be finishing top four. For me, it's securing it just to like boost our, our rep, you know, and help us in terms of like acquiring players and hopefully, hopefully a trophy. You know, like it's been quite a while since we tasted silverware, and I will, I will want to actually feel that that feeling again because after last season's FA Cup heartbreak, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I, I was, I was a bit worried from the day, but yeah, uh, it, it was painful when it when it all wore off, and yeah, I would want to see a trophy going into the, a, the season. A, a successful season is definitely Champions League. If we win the FA Cup or get top four, I'm not going to remember the season. I'm not. Mm. Gonna, I'm not going to remember the season. If you're talking mm. about what's a successful season, it's the Champions League. Um, Agreed. But I'm not gonna. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say two out if we don't win it. That's what I'm saying. But you mentioned you had, a, you had a good point. I remember I saw you on Twitter. You said that if we did, well, if we were to win the Champions League, the press would try and spin this as a win for Lampard. And obviously, yeah, I'm a big fan of having Lampard in the mud. I don't want that to happen. But obviously, Champions League first, and then we have to have a, a strong campaign that explains. No, listen, whatever Lampard did, that doesn't count. It does. Whatever it Tuchel doesn't. Did, that that's what counts, man. Because yeah, it's, it's all about who winning the final. A hundred percent, and and I'm glad you brought it up because no one was given AVB credit for the 2012. So that's it. That's it. That like it's the same situation. Um, the league, the league stage of the Champions League. That's what Lampard did. The league stage of the Champions League. That's what AVB did. So uh, if you're giving Lampard um, credit for this Champions League, then you need to run that credit back to AVB. And I've I've never seen it. I've never seen anyone mention AVB in terms of credit for that 2012 win. So please allow it. Yeah, man, I can already see Lampard writing on his CV. Oh, yeah, Chelsea got through to the semi-finals. No, man, Chelsea got through to the semi-finals, uh, but you didn't. You didn't. That's that's the what's important. You didn't. You got fired. God damn. <laughs> that, that, hot, hot off the press. Hot off the press, man. He's not just the Mason Mount Reaper. He's the Frank Lampard Reaper. And, yeah, so heading over to the next question. Shout out Patrick Barr. It's, a, it's an interesting question, and, and, it, and it is a point I've raised a couple of times. He says... As much as he, as he loves Reese James, he does think playing him instead of Cho hinders our attack. 
Mm, what do you think Thomas Tuchel to fix to do to fix fix this imbalance? Will it be simply dropping um, Reese and fixing Cho in the right wing back, or would it just be playing Cho in the favourite position? What What do you guys think? Definitely, I, I'm going to jump in on this one. I definitely think that we should give Cho a run on the left, and I also think that Reese can also continue playing right wing back, man. I mean, I see what he means because Reese does have this tendency to be a bit more pragmatic. And he's crossing, he's got a good cross, but it is a bit one-dimensional. And if we're going to, because we've been playing a lot with Werner, it's really not effective in trying to whip crosses in for Werner. But obviously now we've got Chua running in and, and we had Alonso. Maybe there was a chance, but it just, it's not the creative out, outlet that we need. But then I'm not really asking for my right, right wing back to be the creative out, outlet of the team. And I'm thinking that Cho has it in him. He just needs the chance to run. And obviously... I don't know what it is, to be honest, because I thought... Because when he, when Tuchel came in, Cho did seem like a, he was the nailed-on star. Mm. And obviously, he's seen something that, you know, a weakness in his game or a fragility in his game. Maybe it's the finishing. Maybe it's, you know, uh, the pressing, because he did mention that. Even though I'm not convinced, because I did look at the numbers earlier, and Cho was pretty high on pressing for his position. Mm. So I'm not convinced it's that. But I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, he's, he's been a bit out of the team. He's been a bit, you know... So I think a bit more decisiveness in his game game and a bit more uh, of a, a run of games and I think that Cho could be a key key player for us and I think that he shouldn't be playing right back man. I'm better for seeing it man. <laughs> now you make it right back it's not even right back you say right back it's right wing back I don't yeah I don't, same thing man I don't I, I don't mind the right wing back I think what you mentioned your own point in terms of Reese James yeah he's a good cross up but how often is that being that turned into a goal it's not and I definitely think with Hudson Odoi, even though it might not look as like I think sometimes people want to see the cross straight away, but he might just pass it in, or he might just pass it to the guy at the edge of the box. Um, and it's effective. Mm. That Havertz, yeah, massive, massive, massively yeah, effective. It's it's so effective that um the Crystal Palace game, um, the Havertz move, the whole move before Havertz scored that first goal with a nice finish um, with his left foot, like Hudson Odoi adding the injections to the game, cutting in, he started that move, but also when he received the ball. To pass it to Havertz in the box, I've seen so many people just pass it sideways. And, like, I'm thinking that's an easy... It's not an easy pass, but be positive. But a lot of people just pass it sideways. But when Hudson Doi is in around the box, he will find people in the box. And I feel like we create more with Hudson Doi on the pitch, and I like having the extra attacker, which is why I don't mind the right-back in inverted commas, Hudson Doi. I don't mind it, because it means that we've got an extra attacker, and it's usually Hudson Doi that's the spare man. And I'd rather Hudson Odoi be the spare man than, than uh, Reese James because Reese James will cross it in. But like you said, we're not really doing the best with those crosses. Facts, 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 and yeah, um, I've had I've had this argument with a couple of the Chelsea our guys, and and I do, and I've said as much as I I do think Reese James has a quality um, delivery. I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's amazing in terms of like the the um, in terms of that delivery to like output in terms of me and his man because I feel like he's more of a He's more of a danger area career, if you get what I mean. He's, he's going to put the ball into, into dangerous areas. He's not really going to pick out a pass. That's not really his game. And I do feel like if you look at Cho, there are times where people complain that, oh, he's not crossing the ball. But he was, he's, not, he's either looking for a, a run on the instep, whether it be Mount, or he's looking for an overlapping run from, from Aspie. And it, it, it does annoy people because you know, people want to say, oh, beat your man, make the cross. But you don't have to beat your man to, to do anything. If people forget all the time that the ball moves faster than the man. You can dribble as much as you want, but in my opinion, I do. I've, I've always had a, a more of a favour for players that play the ball a lot quicker. And yeah. yeah, I do feel like he has that quality in his game. 
So I'm going to the next question from um, Trizler14. He asks, um, how do you think we got, how do you think we will go about um, neutralizing the midfield? Or is approaching the first game like that giving them too much respect? You know, what, what do you what do you think about that, Dan? I don't know. Do you know what too cool just seems mad? I, I feel like we know what's gonna happen. I feel like it's gonna be probably okay, maybe we don't know completely in terms of the pivot, but it'll be you know pivot. what? So, uh, sorry to talk about I have a strong feeling it's gonna be Kovacic and Kante. Yeah, so like it might be Kovacic and Kante and then Reese James right wing back. This will go with the defensive Chelsea. And then it will be Mount and Pulisic, if everyone's fit, obviously, and then, and then probably Havertz up front, because obviously Werner seems to be dusted, and we thank God. Um, but I, I just want him to be a little bit different. Like, either I want to see the three, Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho, against their three to, to battle it out. But yeah, I, like I, I'm not confident in our attack already. So to take a number away from the attack, I get it. Everyone's going to say, well, why would you do that? So I get there's that kind of conundrum, what do you do? Definitely, I want to see Hudson Odoi play. I want to see Hudson Odoi play. I want to see like four attackers rather than, especially if we're going to 3 4 3, I want to see four attackers rather than this whole um, Reese James thing. Because really and truly, like I watched the Crystal Palace game back and we were so dynamic. Do you know what I'm saying? And I, like, why can't we just try that against big teams? I don't know if we've done it, but why can't we at mm. least try it? Just I feel like we had it. we had this conversation as well in private, Danny. Not in private, but in, in terms of the Discord. Where I said, I want to see us approaches get approach games a lot more like this in terms of playing Cho um, and, ha- and have, have, having like a fourth attacker, whether it be on the I'm left gonna... or the right. Because I do feel like it, it does, even though there's, even though there's only one player, it, it changes your approach massively. Yeah. Having a bit more balls, you know. Just having yeah. a little bit more balls, man. Come on, man. But I get it. it's the Champions League, probably be defensive. I don't care. As long as you win, do your thing. As long as you win, I'm not complaining there. Yeah. What do you think, Freeman? Do you think we're gonna go about trying to neutralize them or do you think we're just gonna play our natural game? I think we're probably gonna we're gonna try and neutralize them by just outworking them. I feel like it's gonna be a big game for Kante. If Kante really, you know, puts the team on his shoulders like he does so often, because he's he really is a nightmare to play against and he's just such an intelligent player. He he kind of reads the game so well. If he has one of his games. Then you know I don't feel like I don't feel like there's a midfield that he can't neutralize, and I feel like if he has a good game and whoever's in his in uh, his partner in, in the mid middle has a good game as well, because we've seen Jorginho now have a, a really good game and we've seen Kovacic have really good games too, and obviously Kovacic has his history. If he does play, you know I'm a big fan for for the romance, the whole romance of him going back to the stadium and him yeah. and him seeing his his old teammates. Yeah, man, that could that little extra emphasis to. To, to really help him uh, perform well, and I feel like that could that could that could help, man. That could help but to neutralize their midfield. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna rely heavily on Kante having a, a cracking game, and if he doesn't, then the midfield battle is gonna be tough, and we might have to you know, employ some defensive tactics and catch them on the counter. But we do know that they are there to be got on the counter. They are definitely yeah, there to be 100%. got on the counter on the fast break, and that's where playoff purely comes in. Like that's where we can like we need playoff purely to come in like proper. Um, because I saw that video of him when he was at Dortmund and he gave them a hard time and that was like 17, 18 year old feeling so like yeah we proper need him to be on red we need him to be on form yeah man well hopefully not red in terms of the fitness but in terms of form we definitely need him red hot and yeah I'm going to have to agree with you guys there I I do feel like it's going to be an interesting game because not just that but if I look at this year's Champions League in isolation and knockout rounds we've done very very well whenever our games are um, away you know, we went away to Sevilla, we battered them, even though it was their second string team. We went away to um, Atletico Madrid, we played them off the park. 
you went away to Porto, beat them 2 0. And yeah, this this first leg is going to be away at the Bernab, I hope, um, I believe. I'm not sure from COVID reg- regulations are still strict there, but even if it's not in their stadium, I don't know if you guys have seen their um their training pitch, but it, it's absolutely insane. And hopefully we have the away um ground luck that we've had this um, year in the Champions League. And yeah, going to the last question by SZ2D. Shout out to you, man. You know, he's, he's always popping in Discord. You know, he's always bringing Wait. great insight. And yeah, he, he wants to know, um, what do you guys think of um the four the four two four um formation which transitions into like a four two three one? Because a lot of um conversations going around just like how we could how the best way to be would be to um, utilize Werner. And I guess in this some um, kind of system you'd have Havertz and Havertz playing off Werner. No, Werner playing off Havertz, I mean when in the defensive transitions. You'd have Havertz in the um, in the um, pocket. What do you think of that? You're, asking, you're saying this is for Werner. Let's switch to this for Werner. If, if you're, well, I, I, I don't think you asked for Werner, but I, I feel like that. I feel like that's what it may be about. Because that's I the reason see... I'm not involved. If, if mm. it's about it's about Werner, I'm not involved. Um, the four two four. What that why it sounds good to me is that it's four attackers, um, and that means Hudson Odoi not right back. And it means, yeah, it just means four attackers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for that. And I feel like, anyway, when we're playing 3 4 3, a lot of time you see Aspi in a right back position. And then obviously Chua becomes the left back. And then obviously that double pivot is still there. So it's 4 2 4 anyway. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, but I just don't like the idea of doing it for Werner. Fuck that. Yeah, man. I feel like we're already playing Werner in his best position right now, man. Yeah. He's sitting on that bench, he's doing amazing, yeah. man. He's an amazing job. He's not doing no attacks. <laughs> man, man, even say inside left, I said on the bench, man. On the bench. Yeah, man. He's, he's, I mean, to be honest, I've been really happy with his performances on the bench, man. Like, he, he just sitting there clapping for his team when we score. It's, it's been great, man. I don't, I don't think we should change formation for him. I don't think we should change to a four at the back either. So that's what I say about that formation. I don't, I'm not, I know a lot of people are talking about, about four at the back, but. If, we're, if it's working, because the problem with further back is, is that you need to have a really effective attack because you're going you're gonna to have to, because you basically have to, out, you have to outscore the opponent because it's going to be difficult for you to really shut them down without the extra defender that we have. And because of the way our team is set up, we've got like attacking fullbacks, kind, yeah, attacking fullbacks. We've got lots of centre-backs. We've got lots of sixes in the midfield. Well, not lots, but three of them. So, and they're all like at that age, like in that period of their career where they kind of got to get minutes. They kind of the five, the the, the five kind of suits us better than than a four does currently. And I don't think we have the attackers for it either because our attack is just not firing. I don't think that throwing, uh, 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 taking out a defender and throwing on an attacker is really gonna make it work unless we buy someone to create chances. And we're not doing that. So we, obviously we've got Ziet. If we can get someone to create chances, if ZX, you know, not going to get a run of games and be able to find his feet, then possibly it could make sense to have, and we've got strikers that are going to, you know, do the job. That's the problem because we're creating, we've been creating chances and the, the strikers have not been doing their job. If we can, if you're going to play, you know, a 4-2-4, four, four, you need it, it, that those, the, that four that's attacking, I need... Goals and assists from the wingers, and I need goals from the, from who's ever playing in the ten slash in the in the upfront positions. Man, I, I I just need that, and we don't have that because we've had Pulisic, who's you know only woken up at this uh, the last two games of the season. Or uh, the way the other wing position is Callum Hudson Odoi, who's you know not really had a chance. He's when he's had a chance, he's played well. He's shown weaknesses in finishing, but he's been really good creatively. Ziek. 
been a bit off and off or off and on. Havertz, the same thing. We need like to, to make that kind of switch, you need everyone firing. If everyone's firing, then that then it makes sense. It's like, okay, who do you take out of the team? But right now I can take any of them out of the team and 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 you don't really lose much. You know what's interesting about the 424? That means what happens to Mount unless Mount is mm, part speak of on the, it. <laughs> unless he's part of the two. As in, uh, as, unless he's uh, part of the two up front. Unless he's part of the two up front. Um like where where's Mount playing? He could play where, where Werner's is playing, to be honest. You know? okay. I feel like him, him and that Werner are all right. Wait, now. Wait, like, again, 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 man. Are we gonna take you to court? Hey, what's, what's, what's going on, man? Basket, currently, I feel like he's bus case. I'm checking it, but currently, it's hey. not guilty. Currently, it's not guilty, so he's free Wait. to say whatever he wants. Yeah, Listeners, listen listen if you don't up, agree, if you don't agree, send us to the Patreon. This is the court agenda. Hear what Prim has to say. You know, he raised a couple interesting points. I didn't agree with all of them, I agreed with some of them, but yeah. Um, what, what, what can I say? You know, we had the May Summit Reaper on the, on the podcast, and I feel like that was an amazing way to wrap up the pod, Dan. Thank you for coming up again. I don't think I've seen anybody get gay in at you like, like that before. I'm just but... tired. Let me let me like just do this. Thing. I'm tired. <laughs> I gave it to him. We'll do battle again. We'll do battle again. It's mine. Hey, and freemium, man. Freemium. I feel like you're gonna be a, a favorite for the for the listeners. Thanks again for coming on. Oh man, thanks for having me, man. It was it was good to, to get to share my opinion and to you know to, to shit on some of my haters a bit more. <laughs> Damn, damn, damn. I don't know damn. about giving this platform the freemium, you know, but we'll see. Boy, but again, guys, you guys are going to hate the sound of my voice, but again, head over to the Patreon, support the boys, you know, we're, we're bringing you consistent, um, we're bringing you consistent content, we're giving you pre, pre-matches, we're giving you court agendas, we've got, um, we've got media breakdowns, we've got exclusive stories coming through, just, just head over there, you know, and again, head over to the YouTube, you know, we've got plenty of other podcasts, we've got the Touchy Gunas, we've got the Mugger Mafia, We've got the Coppin Frackers. We've got the Spurs boy. We've got the Touchline of Hotspur boys. And, and yeah, we've even got Ringside Frackers. We've got so many different podcasts for you guys to head over and listen to. And yeah, again, peace. Nice one. Okay. Sports Social Podcast Network.